Welcome to the Code Life podcast with me, Carl Beach, and my great mate, Nathan Blackaby. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. And um, we're putting this again uh, as per lockdown on YouTube. Uh, we've got a whole channel of stuff, I mean, as well as a Sunday night live show and our yeah. Thursday lunchtime show. We're putting these out. There's a video version as well as the Audible, for which you can like and subscribe. That would really help us get the word out there. So yeah, uh, check that out. Um, yeah, get onto YouTube and spread the word. Spread the word on social media as well. Yeah, this, thank you. This, this week, um, we did say we were going to do something which uh, could be a little bit heavy, actually. Um, uh, but there was a scandal that erupted mm. around the global church. Uh, maybe a figure who's not quite as well known in the UK, but but pretty much a global icon when it comes to evangelism. And his name was Ravi Zacharias. And Ravi was a global evangelist and apologist, someone who'd defend the Christian faith for use of intellect, reason and argument. And, and, you know, YouTube channel, millions of hits, millions of hits. And, you know, had a ministry branch in the UK, um, would appear all over the world. Uh, Michael Pence, vice president, spoke at his funeral. He died of a rare spinal cancer last year and and Ravi Zacharias um, impacted literally millions of people would speak at academic institutions fill up stadiums and then it emerged that there was a shadow side and we're going to be looking at that uh, this week and it's going to be a bit heavy in it mate I think when we start to look at what we've got here yeah it's a deep deep one mate this and, and offline you know you and I talk about this stuff and keeping your heart right and, and all of the kind of pitfalls and temptations and struggles. But with this one in particular, because it's, it's not just temptation and succumbing to, you know, a struggle. It's a, a it's basically a serial sexual predator uh, masquerading as a wise, um, trusted, yeah. respected church elder and leader. Um, and, and you have to follow where the evidence goes, don't you? And we're not, but this isn't rhetoric or hearsay. This is factual evidence, sadly. Yeah. And so before we go any further into this, a couple of things to say. Firstly, we're not going to go into gratuitous details for the sake of it, but some stuff yeah. we're going to say is pretty dark. Yeah. And, you know, just be advised about that. So there's a viewer's discretion warning on this one for those who are a sensitive disposition to stuff like this. Uh, particularly you know don't let little kids listen to this one um we are going to call it as we see it secondly we're not yeah. going into gratuitous detail for the sake of it we just want to understand mm. what happened and thirdly we're not saying that no man is without temptation or no we all have our struggles but what we have here is as nathan said a persistent serious abuse mm. over a sustained period of time that was unchecked yeah we need to understand how that happened and and i think mate we're also uh very aware that there's people you know ravi's dead but there's people alive that are have been subject to this control manipulation abuse yeah. and who are now living under the consequences of that uh and it's important as, as we both know to not to not forget or or overlook that you know we we really do I mean, that's the primary concern now, isn't it? Those victims of such horrific abuse. Yeah, absolutely. The the, the victims of the abuse have got to uh, come first. Mark, what we yeah. would say is that, you know, if you listen to this and it triggers something in your heart, 
yeah. you know, reach out for the help that you need yeah. and speak to someone. Yeah. Um, so we're not doing that to this to cause harm. We actually want to understand, try and understand how these things happen so we yeah. can learn lessons for the future. And look at look at some of the warning signs, perhaps. Yeah. Well, there were red flags, weren't there, mate? You're going to get into this. Flags. Well, I've got here, I've, I've printed out the, the whole report from mm. uh, Miller and Martin, PLLC. So, so is this, can I just ask, is this report, uh, as far as I can see, the, the Ravi Zacharias International Ministry, I think it's called RZIM, they've been pretty transparent since all this come out, haven't they? And they've got an external report done that's really drilled in. Yeah, so basically what we have here, let me read the preamble to the actual report. This is some essay from Miller and Martin. It said, on September 9th, 2020, Christianity Today published an article citing allegations by three anonymous sources that the late Ravi Zacharias sexually harassed them at two spas he co-owned. And Miller and Martin was hired by Ravi Zacharias International Ministries to conduct an independent investigation into these allegations. Uh, RZI management agreed that we would report to a committee of the board of directors and the board committee confirmed that the investigation extended to any other allegations of sexual misconduct that might arise from our investigations. We confirmed one of the three accounts described in the Christian Today article and found significant evidence of sexual misconduct involving additional massage therapists. We also reviewed his electronic devices and found evidence of text and email based relationships with women who are not his wife, as well as over 200 selfie style photographs of women. Um, and now it says here, scope of investigation, though our investigation is not limited to spa allegations, we had to make judgment calls about how broadly to investigate. Um, for example, we did not enlist resources on the ground in Asia, where Mr. Zacharias frequently traveled to locate and interview witnesses there, with over 200 massage therapist contacts in Mr. Zacharias's phone, including many overseas, blah, 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 blah. I mean, just... Um, mm. And, and they also talk about Laurie-Anne Thompson, who claimed in 2017 that mm. Mrs. Aquas engaged in sex explicit online conversations, listed photos, blah, blah, blah. Um, so let's 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 look at this. I I don't propose that we read out, you know, huge sections from this um, report. But what we can say is it gives a lot of detail about the methodology, the scope of the investigation. Right. We know from this that... Uh, RZI Ministries called for an investigation um, and the investigation was thorough by these investigators and the evidence was conclusive and no one's denied it. Um, that So we're not dealing with speculation. This is no. facts. These, these are facts yeah. uh, that we're going to be looking at. And it's, it's, I have to say, I mean, read it all, it's pretty uh, grim reading. Just to give you some background on this, um, there are also allegations way back that uh, Ravi Zacharias was using academic qualifications he didn't actually have and, um, you know, claimed close involvement with Oxford and Cambridge universities that might not have actually been as they were right. and doctorates that he might not have actually had. So there's stuff going back as well. You know, yeah. that, and I remember when those reports first came out, um, so I, let me, anyway, let's, I think to start with, let's just do the broad facts of the case and then maybe we can start to think what is going on. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what we know is that he was a silent investor in a couple of spas and, um, 
one of these spas specifically had a treatment room. He, he had, he says he had an interest. This is all from the legal report in the Eastern treatment. And I don't know how to pronounce this properly, but he had a treatment room for Ayurvedic massage and was into, and had another one called Jeevan Wellness. Um, and I, I've looked up Ayurvedic massage and, and it's based in writings in the Sanskrit. It's ancient right. Eastern religious practice wow uh, some of it um i dug out an article um which i thought was just a bit weird one of the eight pillars of the treatment is around aphrodisiacs and treatments for increasing the volume and vibrating of semen as sexual pleasure and a transmission of sexual energy into spiritual energy and he actually was wow. a investor into the i mean you know just just on that alone being an evangelist investing into those sort of businesses, I would suggest, is a red flag. Yeah, surely anybody close. I mean, you and I, for example, any. I mean, scaling that right back, even if I was visiting massage yeah. places regularly and saying to you, "Beach is amazing," you flag me on it straight away. Yeah, I think so. Well, yeah. Now, again, we're not, we're not, we're not saying. We're not many we all struggle, but this is this is the next level. Yeah. This is now putting financial investment into these things. So uh several massage therapists confirm Mr. Zacharias's free, frequent efforts to try for more than a massage. Uh eight therapists who thought he would start them either completely nude, etc. Um he would he would try and force uh genital contact. Yeah, it's, it's loads of stuff around that. He tried to get someone uh, to travel with him on trips. Says she was not com comfortable with him and was afraid she'd not be able to afford a plane to get home if she felt the need to return early. She reported she could see how more than a massage would have happened if the therapist didn't feel comfortable speaking up and pushing back. Mm -hmm. Some therapists reported even more serious and sustained sexual assault evolved over time. I won't go into the details of what that looked like, but it's pretty explicit here. And um, five women reported it. He did various things. One therapist reported that she was struggling financially. Mr. Zacharias offered to help pay for schooling, monthly living expenses, in addition to compensation for massages. She told us that the move, the move we saw each other, the more we saw each other, the more he became uncomfortable uncom and wanted to go further. She told us she felt obligated to do what he asked because of the financial support he provided. Um, one of the witnesses we interviewed said that Mr. Zacharias engaged in sexual intercourse. The witness reported details of many accounts encounters over a period of years that she described as rape. Pretty strong. Yeah. Um, it says here, some therapists described a process that began with probing conversation, asking about their families and backgrounds, often delving into deeply personal issues such as financial struggles and emotionally broken backgrounds. For example, one therapist reported Mr. Zacharias spent the first half of their massage session asking about her spiritual journey and prior abuse. Mm. This set her at ease. Um, she, she never came forward because she thought who would believe me against a famous Christian leader. Some therapists reported that Mr. Zacharias paid very well to leave large tips and gave gifts that were at times lavish, such as a Persian rug, a Louis Vuitton wallet with $500 inside. Mr. Zacharias also used the ministry to financially support some of his long-term therapists. Uh, there's sums of $40,000 went out from one fund to attend culinary school in the United States. Four women received monthly support 
from a fund called Touch of Hope, which is a, described as a humanitarian effort on the part of RZI meeting short-term needs for long-term gains. So he basically plundered, he had a, a fund that was pretty much his to use as he wanted. Uh, he paid his women off with. Mate, he, he, he's obviously a serious, he was obviously a serious sexual deviant who was, who was able to use money and power to manipulate sex and to enable an addiction that was was dark and 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 i've seen the that pattern before in in some other instances where it's real and that's why i said predatory at the beginning because it's almost profiling people to find out what the inroads and weak spots are to get maximum leverage to get what he needed i mean that's deep deep abuse isn't it yeah yeah oh yeah how about this? Several RZIM staff reported to us that they were concerned about Mr. Zacharias travelling with a personal masseuse, not because they feared actual impropriety, but because they feared the appearance of impropriety. A high-level staff member expressed concerns to Zacharias about it, Mr. Zacharias, and encouraged him to stop travelling with her. In response, Mr. Zacharias grew angry and barely spoke to this staff member for a long period of time. He was effectively sent to Siberia, as another staff member recalled. Mm. Their relationship never recovered. Mm. Yeah, I think, mate, some of the stuff I was reading, he he used anger and that, like, severe reaction as a real, like, threatening kind of thing. If people got close or pushed or in that Laurie Thompson example, when they wanted him to surrender his devices so they could look at him like he went into a mental rage, you know, threatened to quit, walk out on the ministry because yeah. it was all focused around him. So everyone's job. Family members on the board. He was bringing all the dollars in. Yeah. Uh, the massage therapist at times travelled to Mr. Zacharias was not the only woman from whom he received massages during his travels. The travel assistants told us that Mr. Zacharias had often retired to his room at night and his schedule included large chunks of time, even entire days when he was alone. The search of his phone records and text messages revealed that he would often arrange for treatments in his hotel room when he was likely alone. He would meet the therapist in the hotel lobby and at other times he would direct them to come straight to his room. On one occasion in February 2016, he slipped his room key to a massage therapist while placing it in a book directly had to come to his room two minutes after she got the book from him. He would stay for weeks and weeks alone uh, in Southeast Asia. He spent his days uh, writing and his nights receiving massage treatments. He also owned for several years two apartments in Bangkok uh, in different areas, which he later sold. But the notes revealed that between 2010 and 2014, he spent 256 days in these apartments on his loan and sought rent reimbursement from his ministry for those studies. Wow. Yes. Just, yeah, I mean, I think we got the gist of it here. I, I, it's quite extraordinary, the, the extent of this. Mm. Um, and I, I don't think it's possibly any going to go into any more other than to say, um, how on earth did we have a guy who travelled the world and for many years could stay on his own, have own apartments that were paid for by a ministry, have massage therapists travelling with him, have two, over 200 addresses or contacts of massage therapists, um, and, and you know, the report goes into various other relationships as well. Yeah, mate, it's um, yeah, it's brutal, right? I mean, I I don't know about you, but 
as a Christian, I mean, I there's time there's times in my life where you know morally you're living as best you can, but you're not perfect. And there's times when you know that what you're doing is is sin and, and you're choosing yeah. to be in rebellion to God. You're choosing yeah. that, whether it's unforgiveness, you know, we're talking about sexual depravity here, but even if it's just an attitude of unforgiveness or whatever that's in your heart, you know pretty quickly when the Holy Spirit is grieved and he starts to leave you like a, like a charging horse, like runs yeah. away from you. You yeah. know it. And, and I don't like that feeling. No. And if you're in any sort of leadership Christian role where you're trying to speak, write, teach, in, in influence others with the kind of calling or anointing that you've got, you instantly feel like a fraud. You instantly know that you're not right. And, and yeah. you've got to repent and get your heart right. Yeah. How did he straddle that world? Yeah. When I... Um you know, there were times when, you know, the, the flesh is weak, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, as men, I mean, but we talk, we talk, this podcast is for men, so we're talking to men. Um, there are times when the flesh is weak, but that, um, those sensations of grieving the spirit, that's a dark path. And I, when I compare the moments when I'm going with God well to the moments where I entertain darkness, uh, I know where I'd rather be. And you, you've got to cut that stuff off brutally, isn't you? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, really. But so the big question is like, I, I, before we came onto this, I watched several evangelists and people talking about this. I watched Savvy Ravi Zacharias preaching. Then I watched an interview with Billy Graham, um, with uh, one of the, uh, David Letterman, uh, when he was speaking. And um, then I watched some people talking about what had happened. When I watched Ravi Zacharias, he he had this compelling use of language, and I extremely powerful. Yeah. Um, but even the use of his body, everything, the use of his words. Yeah. Then I watched Billy Graham, and. Um, in front of Letterman, and it was different. I can't, I can't, I can't quite put my finger on it. But there was a moment where Letterman saying to Billy Graham, he said, um, "Something like, what do you, what do you think about dying?" And he went, "An angel's going to take me by the hand." He said, "I'm going to experience this feeling like it's completely overwhelming, better than anything I've ever experienced in my life." Blah, blah. And he said, "Do, do, do you feel God?" And he went, "Oh, I sense him." He said, "I know he's there." 100% God, sir. Yeah. He said, do you have any of it? But you, what you get is this excitement. Yeah. When he starts to talk about his saviour, there's this, this excitement comes out of every pore in his skin. He's not the slickest communicator, actually. No. But he, and he leans forward. He's like, he actually, like, let him ask him. He just leans forward. He went, I talk to God. God God is real. You know, he's yeah. there. And I, and I know it. And 100%. When, he, when I watched Ravi, he was, it was powerful but controlled and yeah it was different it had a different vibe to it yeah now i know hindsight would say that yeah but in the benefit of hindsight i'm looking at it thinking wow something there was something different going on you could see a difference uh, I, I think so i mean I, I i looked at it and looked at it and looked at it i kept watching i think what am i seeing here that's different 
And I think one was the reality of a bloke who's walking on the path. Yeah. And and the other one was the words of a man who's conflicted. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that conflicted. that length of time manipulating so many different facets of your life and ministry to cover up a deep rebellion against God is huge, isn't it? I mean, it's like yeah. I don't know, man. And he and he died without repenting of any of this. You know, he didn't say Apparently so. well, didn't turn so his heart. Seeming, no, and actually viciously attacks people who came after him. Um, now, this is why I think this one's different. We we all have our struggles. Yeah. But some people are wolves. Yeah. And yeah. I think what we're doing here is a wolf in sheep's clothing. I mean, he went after people. Yeah, yeah, and and people who confronted him, like sending to Siberia someone who would challenge him, he was obviously beyond being tackled. So I thought, well, there's a few warning signs here for all of us. Number one, have you got an undefended heart? Are you a man who walks in undefended heart? If if you are challenged, what? How open are you to challenge? Mm. How much accountability have you got around you? I've seen people knocking accountability and stuff, Mm. uh, but. A measure of it what is needed, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can pull the wool over people's eyes, obviously. Yeah. But a measure of it is required. And yeah. you know, even calling out, why are you away so much? Yeah. How are you investing in these businesses? Why are you exploring this sort of treatment? How is that much money being spent? I read up that his accounts in America, there was some filing system is for religious organizations you don't need to publish your board members you don't need to publish your income wow and family were all sitting on the board you know yeah he just had it where he wanted it it was a cash cow but he, he had discretion over tens of thousands of pounds well that ain't right it's not right mate and i do think there is a, there is a clear division here between because like loads of bible verses go round, and at a time like this people look for kind of an explanation but we're definitely dealing with something that isn't a wrestling or struggling with temptation. It's, it's, a, it's complete. He's given in, he gave in to temptation and, and sin. It, it was part of his life. Like it wasn't, there wasn't a battle going on. No, I think that that's the key. There's no battle going on. Nah. Like I'm saying, like we're saying, uh, there's a difference between wrestling against yeah. the flesh. And there's yeah. a difference between I've actually given myself over. How do I work my life to make this happen so I get what I want? Yeah, yeah. And he'd gone massively down that path. And I think yeah. that is a different story. Yeah. I've got a quote here, mate, from C.S. Lewis, Screw Tape Letters. It really came out. The safest road to hell is the gradual one. The gentle slope, soft underfoot, without sudden turnings, without milestones or signposts. Just the, the gentle slope. We often talk about the narrow path, don't we? That, and yeah. I, was, I, I had to speak on this on Sunday, just gone um, to a church near London. And, and you've heard me talk about this many, many times. We've both spoken about this, but mm. the narrow path of Matthew 7, you don't just suddenly wake up in the morning and think, I'm going to commit adultery today. What you do is you go no. one degree off course for many, yeah, many, yeah. many years. Yeah. Eventually, you lose sight of the path. Like we often use the illustration, if you fly from Heathrow to Vancouver, one degree off course, you're going to miss the airport by maybe 200 miles. Yeah. yeah. And it's that gradual deviation yeah. into deviancy. It's not like yeah. you wake up an adulterer, you, you gradually turn it path. And all of us 
all of us, everyone, whether it's attitude, not just in sexual immorality, all of us blunt the edge at times. Oh, absolutely. But it's but it's that battle to know I will get myself back. I will bring myself back to God the order. Yeah, yeah. That that's a different thing to think is. I'm self the pathway, I don't give a stuff. Yeah. And I and I do think these moments, these skirmishes in our lives aren't always the they're, they're not the only thing that's happened. They're almost like the consequence or or the the temperature to the sickness. Like there's actually yeah. something going on that's deeper. There's like a feeling of rejection, hurt, betrayal, whatever it might be that leads someone to go and start to pursue and go down that gentle slope. Yeah. And like you say, there is, there is, and I think for all of us, whatever that might be, there's, there's a moment of what on earth am I doing? Like, Lord, forgive me. I'm not going down this road anymore. You know, repent, bring it out and, and start, start afresh with the Lord. But I think there's a one of the things we've got to say here is a lot of people are saying, you know, you're just a sinner like the rest of us. We all have our struggles, you know, they're by the grace of God. No, this is different. He preyed on vulnerable people. Yeah. And he and he and he almost like grooming took place. That's yeah. what it looks like. And it sustained over many, many years. This was not moments of weakness. This no. was sustained, planned, strategic yeah, yeah, yeah. abuse. And it's calculated allegations, it? allegations of rape plundering of mission funds mate uh, that laurie laurie thompson i read he took her and her husband to court saying that she was lying he took them all the way through court you know he refused to admit the truth uh, he, yeah, he just pub publicly went for him yeah yeah and obviously people were in awe of him so you know he couldn't yeah. couldn't be challenged but th there's something different about this um i think there's uh, a sinister, dark, yeah. evil around this particular case, I think. Mate, one of the things that interested me on this is that some people were saying the damage that it does to Christianity. And I, I totally would say, yeah, of course, there's going to be loads of people that would look and go, well, yeah, why, why would you want to be involved? It, interestingly, one person argued from a different position. They said that, to be fair, Christianity is the only religion that deals with the problem of evil um that deals with it concisely that god has a solution for the problem of evil other religions either don't talk about it sort of skirt around it or don't yeah. deal with it like definitely and, and whilst it is damaging in a lot of respects to christianity when a when a leader like this falls um i think i think in this instance what it can do is shine a light on the fact that there is a solution to the evil in the world that yeah. the bible decisively deals with it uh, you're still dealing with a total chaos of a human life and, and yeah. the destruction that he's caused, but God, like he, he infused himself into the bloodline of humanity, didn't he? And came up with a solution. And we want to be saying the blokes who are listening who are getting themselves into a hole. Yeah. There is a way out. Absolutely. Don't let it go so far that you lose, you lose the sense of God's presence in your yeah. life. Like that yeah. Judges 16 story of Samson we often yeah. talk about. He went into battle against the Philistines after he broke all his Nazarite vows. He said the spirit of the sovereign order left him. He didn't even know. Yeah. He was so far gone. And maybe that was the thing with Rabbi Zacharias, that the spirit of the sovereign order left him. But he still felt he was in the presence of God, maybe. But clearly, you know, but, that, but there is a way back. There is always a way yeah. back. It's never too late. You can always put things right. You can always get yourself back on the path. There's yeah. grace and forgiveness, isn't there? That's it, mate. And, and I think, I think it's right. I mean, we talked about this offline, but they're not publishing his books. You know, they're not 
he's done. You know, well, there's no legacy. Because I think that's an interesting thing here, the, the loss of legacy. Now, some people would say, but what he wrote still holds weight. You know, truth is still truth. But, you know, people say, we well, still listen to, you know, this rock star's music who had loads of affairs, blah, blah, blah. But I think this is different. It's, imagine if it was one of your kids or, you know, it, right. the victim's that's still alive. Difference. That's the difference. <laughs> I think there's two things. One is uh, to still use his stuff, yeah. his books and his resources and listen to his talks. He's basically saying to the victims, you don't matter. Yeah. Yeah, you don't. He, he matters more because, you know, what you said outweighs your pain. Yeah. And I think it shows a single lack of uh, respect and thought for the victims of abuse all over the world. Yeah. To still use his stuff. But the second thing is, mm. you can't tell me that after many, many years of persistent unrepentant sin that some of that uh, thinking is somehow weaved or tainted his apologetics. Yeah. yeah. Some somewhere somehow that's that that's touching his stuff. Now I'd should you consign his stuff to the bin? Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, no, I'm with you, mate, on it. I think so. I thought about it. Yeah. I think uh, the, the, the legacy's gone. Yeah. Yeah, trash it. Yeah. And it is it is amazing that these people came forward because such a figure like that, and you see it in celebrity culture, when people who have suffered abuse, you know, it's the physical abuse, but then it's like this mental abuse of standing up and trying to convince people to believe them against the voice of this yeah. treasured public figure you know yeah so um yeah and we know like say there'll be people out there listening to this who you know are wrestling against the flesh that is i think it's a different it's a different thing yeah wrestle struggle get yourself back on the path gotta give you strength to do so uh this is willful persistent abuse of vulnerable people yeah unrepentant um Different, different story, isn't it? Yeah. Would there have been a way back for him if he'd repented? Of course. Well, yeah, that's what we believe. You know, don't change people, people's lives being ravaged and the consequences of what he did. Yeah. But there's forgiveness, isn't there? There's we, forgiveness. we believe Not that. Not necessarily a way back to the platform, but there's there's forgiveness. Yeah. But, yeah. but this, Powerful, is, this this was a this was a tough one, and. Um, I guess we wanted to cover it to think, well, you know, watch out for the warning signs in your own life. Keep wrestling against the flesh. Try and mm. keep yourself on a narrow path. Mm. Have accountable relationships. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and I think uh, in ministries, you know, you've got to have good governance around ministry, transparent governance to stop these things from happening. The, the heart is, is dark. Yeah. Guard your heart, for it's a wellspring of life, the Bible says. Above all else, guard your heart. Tip, mate. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs>